time for John Paul, the car doctor, on North Shore 1049. Call today with your car questions, comments, or concerns. 1-800-370-1049. That's 1-800-370-1049. John Paul, the car doctor. Welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor program on North Shore 1049. My name is John Paul, the Car Doctor, here to help you with your car problems. And you might be listening on 104.9 FM. You might be listening on North Shore 1049 on the stream. You might have told your smart speaker to find North Shore 1049. You might have told your phone. Uh-oh, my phone just woke up. Um... You might have told your phone to go find it. There's all kinds of ways to find us. Remember, you can always find past programs on both the North Shore 1049 website under the podcast. You'll find me and all kinds of other programs that are there, as well as uh, my podcast page, which is johnfpaul.podbean.com. Or you could just Google John Paul Car Doctor. Um, I have some stories to tell this week. We'll get to those in a bit about uh, technology and frustration and all kinds of things. So we'll talk about those. And we'll also talk about uh, a couple of Subarus that I was driving over the last week or so and talk about that. But right now, the life's blood of your car, I don't think anyone can argue, is the oil. And oil is very important. Oil has changed a lot. Um, Biff and I were talking earlier that uh, when I was uh, younger... 20W50 was the oil of choice. You put it in everything, lawnmowers, motorcycles, cars, cars that were a little bit tired, cars that were new. 20W50 was the oil that we all used. But oil has changed so much now, um, and there's so many different grades and so many different ways of looking at oil that we're going to talk about that. And with us on the phone is Jeff Harmoning. He is the manager of oil, engine oil licensing and certification for API. Good morning, Jeff, and welcome to the Car Doctor program. Hi, John. Thanks for having me. Good morning. Well, cer- certainly. First off, tell us what API is. Okay, so API is short for the American Petroleum Institute, and uh, the API has been around for uh, 101 years now, um, and we are the largest trade organization that represents the oil and natural gas industry in the country. And my little program within API is the engine oil licensing and, and certification system. And we are licensing engine oils to meet AP, that meet API specifications uh, and we're licensing marketers to use the API trademarks, the starburst that you might see on the front of oil packages when you're mm-hmm. uh, in your local big box store buying your oil, and the donut on the back as well. So I'm here to sort of talk to folks on the radio here about about the new engine oil categories that are out and, and what they need to know about it. Well, I, I mentioned earlier that when I was uh, many, many years ago, uh, when I repaired cars, um, and especially when I first started, I guess, I guess even back then there was, there was just, you know, if you wanted, you could put straight 30 weight oil in your car and then multi-grade oils. And then, but sort of for a lot of people, 20 W 50 weight oil was the oil of choice, but now uh, I'm not even sure you can buy that kind of oil anymore. And we're looking at oils that are, uh, what, zero W 16, right? <laughs> Yeah, the trend is definitely there. Uh, I mean, when I was a young man, I worked uh, I worked at an auto parts store, and we were primarily selling 10W30s and 10W40s. So you really can uh, sort of match, you know, match your age with the viscosity grades. But uh, you know, the trend to lower viscosity oils is uh, is definitely here. Um, lower vis oils uh, not only give you all sorts of improvements the way they're designed, but it's really essential for capturing the best fuel economy that you can uh, from your vehicle. Uh, and uh, as you know, or may or may not know, you know, Zero W16 is is on the horizon. It's certainly in use in a lot of the uh, Japanese uh, automakers' vehicles um, in Japan itself, and it's sort of starting to make its way over here to North America. 
Yeah, it it is. It's pretty amazing. And the, um, you know, one of the questions I get from people a lot of times is um, when they're buying the oil for their car, especially the do-it-yourselfers, and they go to the auto parts store and they see a maybe a four-quart jug of oil, and it's, uh, I don't know, I'll make up a number, it's $35, and then they go to uh, a big box retailer and they see a five-quart jug of oil for $25. It's the same brand. It seems to be the same, but the uh, but they're concerned whether it really is the same. If it has the Starburst and the donut and all of your markings on it, it's the same oil, right? Yeah, that's right. So those marks represent uh, that oil's uh, specifications that it was formulated against. And um, I would, you know, I would mention before I get into this that, uh, you know, as you're making those oil purchasing decisions, API maintains a, a directory of online licensed engine oils. And we, we, we list the individual products that are licensed and, and we list what specifications they're licensed against and, and in the in what SAE viscosity grade. So anybody can pull that up on their phone just by Googling, you know, API engine oil directory to verify that something mm -hmm. has a license. But those marks uh, do represent that that oil has been formulated to meet current specifications or the specifications included in the donut, for instance. So when you are buying that, uh, making those d purchasing decisions, you, you should know that if you see the Starburst, uh, on one package next to another marketer's package, um, those oils do meet the minimum specifications behind that standard. So for, uh, and I will apologize for bouncing around, but you, you, uh, you elicited a lot of questions floating around in my head. And one of them mm -hmm. is that, um, that my wife has a Volkswagen. And Volkswagen's mm -hmm. very fussy about the kind of oil they want to use in their cars. And the last time I went, to a shop to have the oil, I said, you know, this car has always had, you know, Castrol 10W30 synthetic oil, and they said, oh, we go on the we go on a database and it tells us what oil, what grade to use. Is that are they going to your database? Uh, no, I would imagine that those individual quick lubes probably have a database that basically summarizes. Uh, you know the the owner uh, manufacturer's recommendations for for each of the vehicles, mm -hmm. but I would certainly you know uh, I would caution anybody that's about to take their car in to uh, to a shop to you know take a take a minute or two and reach over to the glove box and flip to this section in the owner's manual and confirm what the owner uh, what the manufacturer recommends for that for that engine and and that's what you should be asking for when you have someone. Uh, change your oil for you, but it's also this, uh, you, you know, those that are the DIY folks should be sticking to that as well. And it's, it's important because, you know, these, these engines were designed with that oil in mind. So they're fine tuned to, uh, expect that oil and, and, and really, we really, really, really encourage folks to, to stick with what, what the OEMs recommend. Yeah, I, I'm a big believer in it. In fact, I have seen people put the wrong grade of oil in a car and cause a check engine light to come on because with some of these engines that disable um, cylinders to save fuel economy, it's all based on the oil that's used. And all of a sudden, if you swapped from whatever the factory recommended to maybe a heavier grade oil, it doesn't shut the cylinders down the way it should, and you end up with a misfiring uh, code that comes up. Yeah, that's right, and you also run the risk with the heavier oils of that oil not making and making it around the entire system and lubricating the parts that it needs to make, so uh, that it needs to lubricate. So definitely, uh, you know, follow the letter of the law with your owner's manual, especially with respect to the viscosity grade in the API service category. Yeah, in my car, it requires 5W20 weight oil, and mm -hmm. twice now I went to... The local, um, the dealership that I bought the car from has closed, but their sister dealership right next door said, oh, we can service your car. And I went in there, and, and as I'm walking away from, 
and it was uh, it was kind of interesting because I drive a Hyundai and it was a Volvo dealer, so the Volvo experience was a lot different. The snacks were much nicer, the water was much nicer. The, the, they had a <laughs> cappuccino machine, but uh, but as I was walking away from the dealership, I looked down at the at the service order and it said 10W30 oil. And I, I mm-hmm. walked back in. I said, no, the car says 520. It says it right on the oil cap. It says 520. Yeah. And he said, oh, I'm sure we just typed it in wrong. And then he comes back and he goes, no, we put 1030 in because that's what the computer told us to put in. And I kind of was sort of like, well, yeah, but the oil cap, it says it right there. You know, look at the oil cap. <laughs> and um, and recently I went to a, a a privately owned quick lube place. I wanted they. I wanted to try to support a local business, and I went in, and they said, oh, yeah, you know, your car takes six quarts of, you know, 10W30. I said, no, no, it takes almost five quarts of 5W20. And they said, no, no, the computer, I said, no, no, the owner's manual says this. And it, it yeah. was sort of it was sort of interesting, and you're right. It is important for the consumer or the do-it-yourselfer or whoever it is to be informed about what's going on with the oil in your car. Uh, you know, some trucks take seven quarts of oil rather than four or five or six or what most people are used to. So you want to make sure you're getting the right amount and the right type of oil for your car, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And and don't be afraid to go in there and tell them exactly what it is that you want either. It, again, I can't. And and you have to have a little sympathy for the for the folks in the shops too. While while we may uh, we as consumers uh, may look at these bottles you know to the uneducated consumer that is look at these bottles and 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 really not understand everything that's you know there's markings everywhere there's different specifications referenced um you really have to have a lot of sympathy for the people that work at these quick loops because they also need to understand the various uh types of engine oils out there and understand why it's important to stick with what's what's recommended so uh you know it's it's <clears throat> especially now that we have new motor oil specifications out there as of May 1st, you know, it, 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 the, the landscape is only getting a little bit uh, more difficult to learn. So, uh, you know, I'm, we're, we're trying to educate not only the consumer, but, uh, the, you know, the shop owners and everybody in between. Yeah, absolutely. And the, and oil, oil, you know, had, you know, has a lot of lettering and numbers and things and, and uh, the API you know, number the SN and the, you know, mm-hmm. it, you know, I think, I think I remember maybe SE, um, you know, and all those letterings are, you know, change. Um, are these newer oils with the higher ratings, whether it's GF5 or 4 or 3, are they backwards compatible to the oil um, that maybe wasn't available or, or this new oil that's available now that wasn't available back then. Can you put, if you put, if your car requires 1030 oil, does it make a difference if the car's older and you put the, the newer grade oil in? Uh, it, it doesn't make a difference. In, in, to answer your original question, yes, uh, the, the engine oil specifications are developed so that they are backwards compatible. To, mm-hmm. to the older categories that would have been recommended for, uh, you know, for those older vehicles. They do provide uh, better protection than what those original specifications, say, for example, uh, APISM, as in Mary. If you have a vehicle that's mm-hmm. old enough to um, require that, then you would be okay putting in the new APISP category, um, which is which is one of the which is the specification I was referring to as just came out mm-hmm. in, in May 1st. Absolutely. Occasionally, occasionally I get an email from somebody who says they were cleaning out their garage and they found a case of oil. Sometimes it's, it's kind of interesting. It's in a, they're literally in quart cans with that. You need the, the spout to punch a hole through the top of the can. And they're like, Oh, can I still use this? And I'm like, well, my, thought would be probably sell it on ebay for to an antique collector but chances are you don't own a car that is old enough to use that type of oil anymore is that does oil ever go bad when it's sealed in a container well yeah some of the some of the additives that go into a typical engine oil may over time especially if we're talking years and uh i'll I'll 
I'll let you know that I'm the son of a mechanic. So when my father passed away, we had some old oils on the shelf too. We were asking the same same questions. Uh, some of those additives will will settle out uh, over time, but this is over several years. Um, yeah. I would I would probably recommend that if you if you've got something in there that's got uh, uh, and enough dust for you to write your name on the top of the package. It's probably best that you uh, do sell that on eBay as opposed to uh, use it in in any of your equipment or vehicles. Yeah, maybe maybe an old lawnmower that you don't really care about. How's that? Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. <laughs> most people are driving around cars that are newer than ten years old. So if you see something uh, with a very old API specification on it. Uh, it's it's not going to it's not going to work well for your vehicle. That's that's right. That's right. Absolutely. Um, but you know, people still people still find the stuff, and like you said, you know, you you found it as well. And you know, think of it more as an antique. And you know, it's un yeah. unlike uh, unlike wine that gets better with age. Uh, oil doesn't. <laughs> yeah, if you find an old can of Genesee somewhere in uh, yeah. in your attic, you wouldn't drink it. That's sort of the analogy I go to. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, so it, it is. It is. I guess it's really all about education, right? It's it's all about making sure that um, the consumer knows about the viscosity. They know about the grading. They there is there's there's a lot to know about. But also, when you're bringing your car in for service, it's important to, like you said, point out. You know, take. You know, grab the owner's manual and point out that you're getting what you want for your engine uh, to make sure that it's going to maintain it the way it should be. Because, um, oil, you know, all oil is not created equal. No, that's absolutely right. And, and, and engine oil has become so technologically important to modern engines. I mean, in, you are lubricating the engine parts, sure, but you're also preventing wear, you're reducing friction, protecting against rust and corrosion, uh, you're keeping the engine parts clean, you're trying to keep the deposits down, and you're protecting emission systems that you may or may not even know that your car has. And these are all very important, and especially with the newer oils. Uh, now, by newer oils, I'm referring to oils that are licensed against ILSAC GF6A, 6B, and APISP. These newer oils are also designed to protect against things such as LSPI, and there are tests built into these specifications as well to uh, to protect the timing chain as well. Yeah, so they're it, very it, sophisticated uh, fluids. Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, just the just the idea that you're right; they are very sophisticated fluids, and and it's um, it, it changes it changes so much. And and like you pointed out, you know, it it truly is. These are the next generations of oil that we're seeing. These are these are oil that that uh, somebody who you know woke up from a coma, you know, twenty years later and looked at oil today would probably be just um, you know shocked at how much oil has changed uh, and how important it is. You know, everybody knows. And I, I said at the beginning of the program, oil is the life's blood of your engine. I don't think anybody can argue with that, but it is so different than it than it used to be, and it is so important to use the use the right recommended grade of oil for your car to make make sure and um, and at the same time make sure you know at the at the same time make sure you're using a good quality oil filter as well when the oil gets changed, right? Absolutely. I mean, that same person who's waking up from a twenty year nap is probably going to be just as surprised that how long drain intervals are now. You know, back in those days, it was always, you know, 3,000 miles, three months. And we know now you've got a Hyundai. I had a Hyundai before as well. It was a 7,000-mile uh, drain interval. And the only way that you're, uh, you know, going to be able to successfully keep that engine running for a drain interval like that is is to use the correct oil, use the correct viscosity grade, uh, because that oil is going to be in your engine for more, you know, seven thousand miles, half the year. Yeah, yeah. In the case of my wife's Volkswagen, ten thousand miles. So, uh, yep. so it, so it is. It is 
very important to check the oil often make you know oil does burn it's part of the normal combustion process if people mm-hmm. jeff if people want more information about oil api and so forth i know there's a couple of websites motor oil matters and there's also a motor oil guide that you guys have right yeah we do post a, a motor oil guide on our website i i would start with uh you know googling api uh engine oil licensing program and there's plenty of links on there our motor oil guide is basically a, a several-page pamphlet. It's, it can be downloaded. You can print it and stick it up on the wall in the garage if you like. But what it does is it explains what the current licensable categories are, and it also explains what do these marks mean and what do these specifications mean, what, what sorts of protections are these specifications uh, providing uh, to, my, to my engine or my vehicle. Um, so that's all information that we provide, and actually, if you're, uh, we provide it in multiple languages too. Um, so I would highly recommend that everybody uh, get a hold of that, or they can they can contact us, and we can we can ship them out. You know, they're uh, the engine oil guides are are very popular uh, in the industry. We share them uh, across uh, you know networks of quick lubes, and and that's mm-hmm. that's one way that we try to educate the uh, you know the the oil changers themselves as well. So. Yeah, uh, certainly yep. encourage anybody no, it, to hop on the website yep. and look it up. No, good information. And uh, the other thing I noticed when I was uh, uh, looking around your site is you also have Earth Nine One One, a place where you can go find places where you can dispose of engine oil properly because that is so important. It's always been important. But I remember years ago there was a, a commercial uh, uh, repair shop, uh, not actually a repair shop, a fleet fleet repair place they service their own vehicles and they dump the oil down the hill behind the building you know and that's where the oil went but uh <laughs> um but but today but today you need to dispose of it properly and uh earth911.com is a good place to i just learned about that on your site now so and recycleoil.org another good place to look so good stuff. it is absolutely yep. it's very important and um you know uh you you brought up a you brought up an interesting memory for me. I, my dad was a mechanic. We traveled around to other garages, and behind every garage, there was always a hillside that had no grass on it and a lot of black stuff running down into the creek behind. And by God, it was engine oil being dumped out into the, into the creek. <laughs> it was. Hey, Jeff, I want to thank you for just taking some time out of your Saturday morning and joining us on the Car Doctor program here on North Shore 104.9. John, thank you very, very much. And if I can leave with a closing thought, I just want to say, you folks that are out there firing up the vehicles for the first time in these strange times, make sure you get out, uh, make sure you get an oil change before you go on a long drive for your vacation. It's important. Absolutely. We recommend it every week. Hey, Jeff, thank you. And uh, stay safe and be well. And I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Thanks a lot, John. Have a great weekend. You as well. Bye-bye. That was Jeff Harmoning from API. He is the manager of engine oil licensing and certification. Who knew that oil was so complicated? It is, and it's important. And like he pointed out, if your car has been sitting through the pandemic for the past six months and you said, you know what, I'm finally going to go out on a long drive, yeah, get some fresh oil in your engine. It makes a lot of sense. Why don't we take a break, pay some bills. When we come back, we'll talk maybe a little bit about some of the cars that got me around. If you would like to join us, we are live every Saturday morning, except for one. One Saturday morning, 4th of July, we weren't live. But other than that, we're always live every Saturday morning. And the phone number is 800-370-1049. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. We will be right back. And streaming worldwide on the North Shore 1049 app. Hey, Erica. Donnie. You know, we talk about our national fun holidays. Well, this weekend, it's National Tooth Fairy Day and National Cheap Flight Day. I think all flights are cheap anyway, right? (laughs) Join us Monday morning. Starting at 6. With Hank Morrison as local news and Mark Rosenthal's weather and us, Erica and Donnie. Have a great weekend, everybody. Right now at North Shore Nissan, get up to 130% of Kelly Blue Book fair market value for your vehicle. That's right, 130%. 
North Shore Nissan, the North Shore's best location for all things Nissan. North Shore Nissan's general manager, Tom Saloni, would like to invite all his friends, family, and customers to stop in and say hello. North Shore Nissan, conveniently located adjacent to the Liberty Tree Mall in Danvers. To view specials, visit NorthShoreNissan.com. I'm Sharon, and this is my story. Becoming a caregiver through adult foster care of the North Shore fills my heart and has allowed me to earn extra money while sharing my home with someone in need. By bringing a disabled or chronically ill adult into my home, I'm earning up to $1,900 a month. If you're in a similar situation with limited resources, call Adult Foster Care of the North Shore at 978-281-2612 or visit adultfostercarens.com. AAA knows how important it is to keep your family safe, happy, and healthy. That's why when you're ready to get back out, AAA will be there to provide you peace of mind on the road with 24-7 roadside assistance in any car, whether you're the driver or the passenger. Join AAA today and pay for your membership with low monthly payments. Visit aaa.com slash join. Join us this Sunday at 7 a.m. for Dirty Work Hard Sale to to talk about all your home projects. Dirty Work this Sunday at 7 on North Shore 104.9. All righty. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 104.9. My name is John Paul, the Car Doctor here to help you with your car problems. If you would like to join us, our phone number is 800-370-1049. That's how you get through and chat with us about your car and your car problems and whatever's on your mind. We will try to we'll try to help you with uh, some of those problems. Uh, and I think I need the computer doctor this morning. I, I don't know what's... I don't know what's going on with my computer these days, but uh, there's 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 something going on that just seems extra weird. And uh, but hopefully, hopefully we'll get it all we'll get it all squared away the way it's supposed to be and make things work the way they're supposed to. But it is just it's just strange whatever's whatever's going on with my computer. So uh, I said earlier that uh, that I'm going to try to do this uh facebook live thing so for you know facebook live is just another way to try to get information out i usually do a little facebook live every morning uh before the radio show and just try to say hello to people and let people know what's what's going on in the radio show and uh just kind of generally what's uh uh what we're up to and uh it is um it has gone it has gone i think it has gone pretty well and um then i decided that we were going to do at work we're doing these sort of conversations we had a really good one a couple weeks ago with the chief designer for fiat chrysler automobile so it was it was a uh, it was a, it was a good it was a good conversation and but we were using a uh program that was um developed more to do like uh, um, webinar type things and I want to do it on Facebook live so because I'm want to be a little bit different I said to my bosses I want to do it on Facebook live rather than just go to webinar so to be able to do it I want to do it with zoom which is a chatting video chatting software so I'm going to connect with my guest with zoom and then it will magically appear on the AAA Northeast Facebook page as Facebook Live. So it'll be actual live conversation going on. And and you just didn't hear me sneeze, so that's that was probably a good thing. Um, and the uh, and the Facebook and the Facebook Live will uh, you'll be able to watch it. You won't have to register. It won't be a pain. You'll just be on Facebook. So if you have a Facebook account, just go to. Uh, AAA Northeast Facebook page and at 10 o'clock on Friday and you'll see me and Jamie Page Deaton. She is the executive editor of U.S. World and News Report and we're going to talk about cars and we're going to talk about uh, they just came out with a report about the top 10, I think top 10 or top top cars for teens 
I want to get her feedback on that. I have my opinion. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we talked to Consumer Reports that did their top ten cars for teens. Uh, they're always a little bit different, and I always, I was interested. Um, U.S. World and News Report, I think they are most widely known for putting lists of things together. So, um, and they do a great job. And Jamie's been there for quite a while, and uh, her and I uh, have known each other for quite a few years now. And uh, and you know that that'll be fun. But because I want to do it with, I want to use Zoom to connect to Facebook. I've been playing around with it, and if you're and if you follow me on Facebook, you'll see me pop up live a couple times. And you'll be wondering, like, what the heck is he doing? Well, I'm trying to make it work, and I think it's going to work. I think it'll be fine, uh, but I'm not totally convinced. Yet. Excuse so me, Kyle Duck. We've got uh, yes, sir. We've got a couple of calls on the line. I've got Robert from Tingsboro, and he's got some comments about the oil discussion we just had. Well, I think we should talk to Robert. I, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Robert, you Robert, there? good morning. Good morning, John. Yeah, it's been a few weeks. Yeah, I just wanted to kind yeah. of reminisce. You know, you were talking about older oils. I can remember using 20-weight oil in the uh, winter and 40 in the summer. You know, some of these old cars that leak more oil. Oh, yeah, yeah. And even yeah. that so-called Cadillac oil was remanufactured. I put oh, that yeah. In. yeah. Yeah, it went through it like water, but then on my first Yeah, I decent... I I I had I had a friend that had a 62, I think, uh Chevy Impala and the thing burned oil like crazy yeah. and he would go out and buy that. And I remember it said it was it was reprocessed oil that met military specification is what it said on the container. And I remember when he sold this oil burning pig of a car, the person said, "Does it burn oil?" And he said, ah, "You know, it goes through about it goes through about a uh, you know a container a, a jug a month." And they just assumed he meant a quart when it was really a gallon. Right. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. You didn't yeah, buy his car, did you? Yeah, it was stuck yeah. with uh, 20 cents a quarter, I think, or something. <clears throat> but, uh, like oh, said, it was, my, it was ridiculously first, inexpensive. Yeah, yeah, my first decent car, though, I started using 1030 Quaker State, and I pretty oh, much yeah. used that weight for a lot of cars. It wasn't always Quaker State. Yeah. Any major brand yeah. that I've had good luck with. But, but yeah, that yeah, old I, stuff. I've even, yeah, I've even, you know, some of because, um, you know, I, I was always a Castrol fan. That's what I always used yeah. in all my cars. And, and for no reason, I think the oil, the guy who sold oil in the place that I worked probably sold Castrol and kind of pushed it a little bit and said, you right. know, buy, buy Castrol. And, um, the, uh, and, and I never had a problem. So I, I always liked it. Uh, I remember the, you know, a couple of years ago, I was changing oil on, my car, which at the time was probably ten years old, and I was at I went to uh, I went to Walmart, and I'm looking, and there's you know the the ten W thirty bottle of Castrol synthetic oil, and it was thirty dollars, say, or thirty five dollars, and then there was a ten W thirty bottle of Walmart oil that was thirty five dollars, that was like seventeen ninety nine, yeah. and I looked at the APA API marks like we were just talking about with Jeff. And looked at the grades and all that, and I'm like, I don't, you know, do I really want to buy Walmart oil? And it's half the price, just about. And then I went over, and they had one of those material safety data sheet books, you know, tells you about, you know, all the dangerous stuff and all the chemicals they sell. And come to find out, they're, you know, Walmart as big as they are, don't own a don't own an oil refinery. And their oil is actually made by Shell, and it was actually Shell Rotella oil, which is a good brand yeah. of oil. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna use this. You know, it's it's cheaper, and I'll put it in, and 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 it was fine. So yeah, I mean, everybody kind of has, you know, uh, whether it's you know a Quaker State or Castro or Pennzoil. You know, people have their favorites. I I had to buy a quart of oil the other day from a local parts store, and I walked over and picked it up, and you know, it rang up at like. Eight ninety nine. I'm like, how come it's so expensive compared to the and, Napa oil or whatever they sell? And and the guy said to me, honestly, we just don't get a good deal on it. He said, he said, you know, if it was, I said, well, I'm going to put it back. I'm going to, I'm going to buy the, I'm going to buy the Napa oil for half the price. It's the same oil. I said, I was just kind of. 
going off on name brands, you know, and, and he's like, we just don't, he said, we, we just don't buy it well at wholesale, so we can't sell it well at retail, you know, so mm. uh, you never know. But, yeah, every it is true, though. Every once in a while, I guess somebody will send me a picture of a couple of quarts of oil in a cardboard container that, you know, you have yep, to punch yeah. a hole in the top with an oil yeah. spout. And I they're like, can I lemon, use this? So. And I'm like, yeah. And it's like, can I use this? And I'm like, uh, you know, only no. if you have an antique tractor or, uh, but I said, you know, Put it on a shelf somewhere and, you know, polish yeah, up the, the container. And, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or sell it on eBay to an antique dealer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've got three different brands. I've got Quick Estate, Pennzoil, and Castle on my shelf. Depends on which yep. equipment I'm changing. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. I've had Oh, no. I, it's, yeah. I, I, I typically am a major, you know, I, I tend to buy oil. I, I didn't like the last two times that I had the oil changed in my car, um, in my in our cars, one of them, um, you know, I went to I went to a place that was convenient, and they put they put um, whatever. I, I said, well, do you have Castrol? And they said, no, we don't, but but we have something equivalent. And I'm like, okay, but I kind of like Castrol. They're like, no, no, we use this. It's the same thing. The computer says it's the same. And that's the yeah, answer computer. to everything. The computer says it's the same. Yeah. And then uh, the last time I, I I specifically paid extra to get Mobile One, which I would never normally do, and I'm not a huge Mobile One fan, but they said, well, we have Mobile One or we have generic synthetic oil. And I'm like, I don't know, generic <laughs> synthetic oil. Yeah, that kind of bothered me. So, uh so yeah, so I said you know I'll pay the extra whatever it was ten bucks for mobile one, but yeah, yeah, I, I actually did that myself on the yeah. last one. Yeah, and and now and after my last oil change experience, um, I think I'm going back to changing the oil myself. I feel better doing it myself. So yeah, I always did, but I'm getting tired of having yeah. to deal with seven quads and filters and disposal and all that. So that's why it's the disposal's a pain, and and I. I I was cleaning I was cleaning my storage shed and I gave away my ramps and and one of my jacks so now it's getting now it's like I I need ramps back again so I can go do this so um, so I don't know yeah, if I want to buy ramps or just have somebody change my oil yeah, you uh, get that magic creeper it saves you a few inches of clearance maybe you can uh, yeah yeah but the, the difference is I'm a few inches I'm a few inches more than I was twenty years right, ago yeah so. Aren't we all? yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey Robert always good talking to you same here all right take care. Yep, bye-bye. Yep. We need to take another break, pay some more bills. We always have bills to pay, don't we? So we'll pay some more bills, and uh, we'll talk to you when we come back. The price for gold is the highest it's ever been. Almost $2,000 an ounce. Are you short on cash? Cash for Gold buys broken and unused jewelry, gold, silver, and a lot more. They pay cash on the spot for broken and unwanted precious metals. Drop in at Route 114 in Middleton across from Richardson's Batting Cages at 185 South Main Street. Visit cashforgoldmiddleton.com or call 978-595-6007. Check out the great reviews online at cashforgoldmiddleton.com. Com. Show me the money. Hi, this is Brian Kelly, and here's a deal you don't want to miss. At Kelly Nissan and Linfield and Woburn, lease a new 2020 Nissan Rogue Sport S all-wheel drive with just $29.95 cash or trade down plus the normally startup cost for 24 months for only $99 a month during Nissan's bottom line sales event. With over 70 to choose from at two convenient locations, Route 1 North and Linfield and at the junction of 128 and 993 in Woburn. 2020 Nissan Rogue Sport S all-wheel drive, only $99 a month. Hey, how's that? For making it easy. Don't put mercury in the trash. Don't put mercury in the trash. Fluorescent lamps. Fluorescent lamps. Thermometers. Thermometers. Thermostats. Thermostats. Button batteries. Button batteries. These could all contain mercury. So let's dispose of them properly. Don't put mercury in the trash. Don't put mercury in the trash. Know your products with mercury so you can dispose of them properly. Mercury is harmful to human health and the environment. 
To learn what products in your home may contain mercury and where to safely dispose of them, please contact your local Board of Health or Department of Public Works or visit keepmercuryfromrising.org. Brought to you by Wheelabrator Technologies, the people who convert your trash into clean, renewable electricity. Know your products with mercury so you can dispose of them properly. You know, I work at AAA. Everybody knows I work at AAA, but, you know, AAA is also one of our sponsors. So trust AAA to put you first, get you back on the road uh, safely. We have 24-hour, 7-day-a-week, 365-day-a-year road service coverage. We're there to help you. Uh, joining AAA is simple. Visit AAA.com slash join. That's all you have to do. Visit AAA.com slash join, and you can become a AAA member. That's all there is to it. This weather report is brought to you by Northeast Basement Systems. Make your wet, damp, or leaky basement dry with Northeast Basement Systems, the leader in basement technology. Call 877-DRY-THE-NUMBER-4-U. Hi, everyone. I'm Mark Eisenthal. Here is your North Shore 1049 forecast, surveying the North Shore in the Merrimack Valley. Overnight clear, warm, more humid. Temps by morning in the middle and upper 60s. Tomorrow, mixture of sun clouds. It'll be warm in the evenings, turning much cooler at the coast during the afternoon. There could be an afternoon shower, thunderstorm as the backdoor cold front comes down from eastern Maine. But on Sunday, that front returns as a warm front with hazy, hot, buggy weather. It'll be near 90, slight chance of a late-day shower or thunderstorm. Forecast being brought to you by the Berry Tavern on High Street in Danvers. The Berry Tavern is now open for outside patio dining while continuing to offer curbside pickup, takeout, and delivery through local delivery companies. They serve North End Italian specialties like veal parmesan and chicken bevanotto with homemade pasta and sauce, as well as brick oven pizza. They also serve salads, soups, sandwiches, date tips, burgers, fries, along with cocktails, beer, and wine. Call the Berry Tavern, 978-777-2377 for reservations or check out their menu online by going to berrytavern.com. For local North Shore, 1049, I'm Mark Rosenthal. And welcome back to the Car Doctor Program on North Shore 104.9. Sounded, sounded like the band wasn't ready yet there, Biff. <laughs> I think that the band was coming back from the bathroom on that one. Half of them were there, half of them weren't. I, you know, I, I, I cued I know, them. I, I, think, I, I cued them, John, I, I, I and they think, weren't there. Yeah, I... I think I th- I think they were at the bar and they just didn't get back on stage fast enough. Jeez, I don't know. And now they're trying to kiss up right now by playing a little extra. I, but I, now I, that's not going to work. I know, I, I know, it isn't. It isn't. So there's there's a there's a bunch of different people I know that have. Uh, they're all they're all old guys with bands now, and and I keep saying to them, "Well, send me some music." And you know we can we can we can have your your music on the radio. And no one no one's taken me up on it yet. So. We got to do something, so we'll get we'll get some we'll get some real live bad music. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's talk to our buddy Mike and Hingham. Michael, good morning. Good morning. How are you, kind doctor? I am all right. Glad technology to hear. challenge. Technology challenge this morning, but I don't know why. I just spent two weeks trying to upgrade a brand new Dell computer, believe me. I'm, I know exactly how you're feeling. It took me two weeks of hell, but it's now it's running. And hopefully it's the last computer I'm buying. Uh, <laughs> it, the, the, the reason I called was I wonder if you had an update on the right to repair bill. I mean, I see some pretty nasty stuff on TV. Fairly, you know, high Madison Avenue type of uh, advertising on, the, uh, on it. And, uh, any update at all from your end? Um, you know, all I all I know about it is, and um, it's kind of, it's kind of funny. Uh, if you look at all these things, it's always about you know kind of who's who's behind it, and the 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 pro right to repair people, the people that say they don't want to be, you know, it's a it's a lobbying company. Uh, Brian Hickey and Associates, nice guy, does a lot of you know high you know high end lobbying, and. Uh, and in fact, he offered me a job a year ago to and uh, to be his lobbyist for right to repair. Actually, um, and what it comes down to is the bill that's being sponsored now. Back in 2013, 
there was a right to repair bill. And and we were, AAA was 100% behind right to repair. I had to go, I had to go testify at the state house, something I've never done before. And I said, you know, it's important that independent repair shops get the information they need to repair your car. And then I was, uh, we got a right to repair passed on that ballot vote. And what was excluded from the bill was the information that could be taken electronically sort of over the air. Because someday the connector under the dash may go away and you won't be able to plug a scan tool in it. So the car will be essentially stupid. And when you hook up your scanner, it's going to actually go to the manufacturer, then back to the car. So all the information is going to be sort of stored at the manufacturer end. Um, and we said right to repair is good. Let's see if we can get kind of this enhanced right to repair. And that's exactly what is um, what is being talked about now. But now what the uh, opposition, who doesn't want necessarily all this information out there, which is the car manufacturers, they're saying they're looking at it as it's a possible threat to your safety. You see the guy who, you know, they cloned your garage door opener somehow because they got the information from your car and they, and you know, the guy all dressed in black sneaks into your house and does bad things. Uh, you know, I, is any of that possible? I suppose, but I still want to go back to the basics of why we need this. We want the independent repair shop and sometimes it's as simple as doing a wheel alignment that you need to be able to go in and reprogram some stuff. And, um, you know, if if they do away with the OBD2 connector that's under the dash, and it does, it, it, there's, you know, for the next 10 years, people are going to be fine. But, you know, 10 years from now, when cars get that much more sophisticated and the fleet of cars rolls around, a little bit older. I mean, the average car on the road today is older than it's ever been. It's 12 years old. Um, so, you know, now you have to look at what, you know, what's going to happen in the future. And, you know, could the automakers lock out the independent repair shops? They can lock out the dealers at that make, at that point, because I wanted to, I wanted the wording to say, I want the independent repair shops to get all the information the manufacturers have. It got, written all the information that auto dealers get and the auto dealers could get locked out too yeah i mean i mean the i mean downloading the data i mean every piece every bit of information of my life is in the cloud right now I mean, everything right i do my banking yep. I do everything up there. and it's fully secure i mean i mean if they want to get the data they're going to get it. Some bad guy's going to get it. But the average person right. and downloads from car, especially in 10 years, the, these VPN systems, they call them, the garage will have one of those, and there's no way somebody's going to hack into it. Could some person at the shop do something malicious? Well, they can do it today, you know? Right. I mean, Toyota right. right now, my Lexus, Toyota could stop the thing dead in the road if it wanted to right now. It has the capability of doing that. So, I mean, you can't fight technology, and I think that... This is an important thing for the local shop to be able to get this because it's basically going to put them out of business if they don't. Yeah, especially with these electric no, cars. Yeah, no, you're 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 right, and there is a there's a and I'll I'll eventually post it when I get the video. But there, we did an interview. Not me. One of my coworkers did an interview with a guy from a company called Uptane. U P Tane, like Octane, and they are basically an anti-hacking software that is being researched by NYU and the government, and it's sort of, we'll put the software into the servers that are going to provide the information back to the vehicles, and this guy was kind of funny because he drives a, he, he wouldn't actually join our webinar because he had to download a link. He's like, I don't download links into my computer. It's, you know, it could be a problem. And he also drives a 1977 Corvette because you can't hack a 1977 Corvette. Sometimes you uh, can't. I think he's, I think, yeah, yeah. I think he's, I think, you know, is he a little bit on the verge of, you know, wearing a tinfoil hat? Maybe. But on the other hand, if he had, if, if him and his, you know, other, Contemporaries at NYU have developed some anti-hacking software. Um, I, I I asked one question, and um, there was a Tesla that was hacked about a year ago, and 
uh, Elon Musk was asked about, um, you know, what do you think about this uh, this group that hacked your Tesla? And he said, nice job, which I thought was kind of a weird, irreverent kind of answer. But this guy from Uptane said, that's actually the best answer because that means we're going to go in and we'll try to fix how they got in there. And he said, that's, you know, that's the way the world's going to be. There's going to be holes and we're going to block them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. talk about Tesla. People don't realize that he has billions, I mean, billions of lines of code. That's why people made tough beating Tesla. I mean, he has people's faces, expressions, every turn oh, they yeah. make. That's why he's so far ahead of the curve right now. And he's got yeah. all that information on people. And yep. you know, you don't hear anybody worrying about that at all. No, no. I mean, people, people, you talk to somebody that owns a Tesla, even if it's, even if it's, uh, the doors don't shut right and the windows don't work right, they think it's the best car they've ever owned. You know, cause yeah, they because they love they the like technology. Elon Musk, so much like Tesla. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks for taking well, my call. And we'll keep all right. On this bill. Take care. Thank Take you. care, Mike. Bye bye. I promised I would talk about a couple different Subarus and that I will do. So over the last couple of weeks, I've been driving two different Subarus, a WRX and a Legacy. These two cars are similar but different, like all, uh, but the Subaru, uh, uh, BRZ, they are both all-wheel drive. They're both powered by flat four-cylinder engines. Both cars had four doors, comfortable interiors, but that's where most of the similarities stop. The Legacy is a midsize sedan, competitive with, say, an Altima, a Camry, or an Accord. The Legacy has two engine choices, 182-horsepower four-cylinder, or a turbocharged four-cylinder that develops 260-horsepower. That replaced the six-cylinder, which I never really liked anyway. Both engines provide more than enough power to handle busy highway merging. Subaru has a has switched, like many car makers, to CVT transmissions, a continual variable transmission, and most on most of their models, and the CVT has a very traditional feel to it. It feels good in the Legacy. The interior of the Legacy improves each year, and this is certainly the best one to date. The fit and finish is uh, quite good. The quality of the materials have uh, much more of a premium feel. There are six trim levels, but even the base model is pretty well equipped with an impressive list of standard safety features such as adaptive cruise control, automatic emergency braking, forward collision warning. Step up to the Legacy Sport, and then you get keyless uh, entry, push-button start, dual-zone climate control, a much bigger 11.5-inch touchscreen, a better sound system. As mid-sized cars, some have more room, all have a larger trunk, I think. But uh, but the standard all-wheel drive is what really sets Subaru apart from most of the competition. And the Legacy has vastly improved over previous generation. This 2020 Legacy is a sedan worth looking at. The other one, the WRX, is uh, more of a pocket rocket, a hot compact car. Not quite the feral STI version of the WRX with its aggressive rear spoiler and louder exhaust and stiffer ride. The WRX is uh, still a performance car with Brembo brakes, so big, huge brakes. On the car, sport tuned suspension, uh, Bilstein shocks, intercooled turbocharged engine, and in the case of our car, something unique a six speed manual transmission. I haven't driven a manual transmission in ages, and like uh, much more traditional legacy, uh, just like it, the WRX is all wheel drive, push button start, multimedia audio, Apple CarPlay. On the road, performance is completely different. Where the Legacy absorbed bumps, the WRX is stiffer. Where the Legacy rolled a bit on corners, the WRX was flat. Where the Legacy had sufficient power, the WRX had 268 horsepower and was very quick to redline. Uh, as much as the WRX is a performance car, it's also a pretty comfortable commuter. The six-speed manual, I was stuck in traffic a couple weeks ago coming back from Beverly uh, when I was up in the radio station. Uh, I was coming back in the WRX and got kind of stuck in traffic. Um, it was a comfortable car to drive. The seats are firm, supportive, um, really hold you in place, almost like uh, not quite Recaro's, but a, a very firm sports seat. The cabin can get a bit noisy. WRX interior is not quite as refined as some of the competitors, say like a, um, a Volkswagen uh, GTI, for instance. Not quite as refined as that. Fuel economy for a little small car could be better. It was only about 22 miles per gallon. Um, most of my driving was an uh, uh, even mix of city and highway driving. Although the, uh, uh, But the car was brand new, which you know it's going to break in a little bit and do a little bit better. In spite of its shortfalls, there may be no better value proposition for performance uh, in this package 
than the Subaru WRX. Why don't we take another break? When we come back, of all things we're going to talk about is a pressure washer. We'll be right back. My name's John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program, heard only on North Shore 104.9. We can't do anything about your summer flying by, but at Obershawn Hardware, we can help you control those insects flying by you and your family. For a safer flying insect option, try Fly Ribbons by Pitt. There are no poisons or vapors and can be used indoors or out. Right now, when you buy a four-pack for $249, get another four-pack for free. Got fruit flies in the kitchen? Taro fruit fly traps are ready to use, fast-acting, and prevent breeding. Best of all, they come in an attractive apple-shaped wrap that blends in with your decor. Obershawn Hardware will fix you right up. Reserve today for the Gardner Mattress Tax-Free Weekend Sale. Save 6.25% plus an additional 10%. With showrooms in Salem, Newton, and Woburn, customers' safety is top priority for Gardner Mattress. All guidelines are being followed. Appointments are preferred. Details on special COVID hours at GardnerMattress.com. Generations of families will sleep only on a Gardner Mattress. AAA knows how important it is to keep your family safe, happy, and healthy. That's why when you're ready to get back out, AAA will be there to provide you peace of mind on the road with 24-7 roadside assistance in any car, whether you're the driver or the passenger. Join AAA today and pay for your membership with low monthly payments. Visit aaa.com slash join. Summer's here, and Michelle Mitsubishi in Danvers wants to lend a helping hand in these trying times. We have brand new vehicles for used car pricing. If you're in the market for a used vehicle, stop looking. Drive to Michelle Mitsubishi in Danvers and get a brand new sedan or SUV for used car pricing. There's no risk. They come with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Zachary, tell the local listeners about these great values. Dad, what I'm most excited for is our new Outlander Sport, totally redesigned for 2020, and it's the best it's ever looked. It includes great features like Apple CarPlay, Ford Collision Mitigation, and Lane Departure Warning. At Michaud Mitsubishi, we've adjusted our new car pricing just for you. Here's a couple examples. A brand new 2020 Outlander Sport Sport all-wheel drive with all the features, just $21.9. Need a sedan that gets 50 miles per gallon? Try our 2020 Mitsubishi Mirage, starting at just $12.9. Mitsubishi stands for safety, reliability, and value. New cars for used car pricing. MichaudAuto.com. Back to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 104.9. We only have a couple of minutes left. So I'm going to save. I know everybody, including Biff, is waiting with bated breath about my pressure washer story and trying to hire a painter to do some cleaning and some painting in my house, uh, which I'm failing miserably at. Uh, but I, I was going to talk about a pressure washer that I was going to test out. Uh, but I'll save that till next week if. Biff, you're okay with that? I'm I'm not really, but uh, but yeah. we we do have a caller on the phone, so right. let's, let's, uh, and I yeah. think the call I think the caller is more important. So uh, why don't I, we I agree. I agree. Why don't we Why don't we go? I think it's Mike, right? Uh yeah, it's Mike from Bridgewater. It's our friend Mike from Mike Bridgewater. From, all right, let's talk to him. Michael, good morning. Morning, John. John, your uh, you? conversation with Jeff at the Oil Institute reminded me of my. Uh, High school job at a mobile gas station. I can remember taking the oil cans and using a spout that would pierce it and you would add the oil. But the memory I have strongest is the uh, barrel of oil with the pump and the glass bottles that we would fill up with the oil. And there was one customer that you could see him coming down the road, obviously from the smoke coming out of the back of the pipe. And he would then, you know, come in. He was paying for the barrel just himself alone. But I'll leave, you, I'll leave you with this. I can remember the owner saying after we do an oil change, oh, yeah, take that used oil to the uh, dirt parking lot and throw it over there to keep the dust down. I think keep we've come dust a, down, a, yeah. a little bit further than yeah. that. So. No, where, where, I, where I grew up in Brockton, there was a, it was a Nissan's Bakery, and they, it was a uh, 
it was where they had all the delivery trucks was right down the street from where i grew up and at the end of their parking lot there was a big hill and they would change all the oil in these you know box trucks walk over to the edge of the hill and dump it down the hill and as a kid you know you'd play in the woods and you know do things that kids don't do these days and sometimes you'd come home and i remember my mother just being so disgusted because my jeans were all one minute grease and oil and dirt and everything else yeah. so yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah. we we didn't have the hill but we had the dirt parking lot keeping yeah, the, the dirt down, parking so. lot exactly exactly and all right, John, I also I'm up for time. Thank you very much. Yep. All right, Joy all right. Hill, thank you. Have a good weekend. All right, bye bye. All right, you as well. Take care. Bye bye. Yeah, and the other thing was, uh, you know, back then we always, you know, drain the oil. You know, when you put a quart of oil in the car, you'd always flip the can upside down and let the oil drain out of the can, and it always collected in some sort of a basin or something. And uh, I remember that oil went into one of my oil burning cars, uh, and who knows what that was? It was a combination of. You know, ten weight, twenty weight, thirty weight, ten forty, um, but you know, you you were making a dollar sixty five an hour or whatever it was, and, and if you, you had a car, it was, burned a little bit of oil. You were just going to burn it, was, it up anyway. It, it was it was money. It it was it was free oil, and and you know, as as for my friends as well, they had their oil burning cars back then. And you know, when was the last time you really saw a, a car going down the road with a clot of oil coming out of the back of it? Really shows you how much better cars are today than they they used to be so i believe we are out of time is that is that true yeah look there's a, there's there's a piano player yeah. in the background yeah, at right least he showed up on time i know somebody somebody did you know i know a couple bands before him um, did not <laughs> absolutely right biff i want to thank you for doing the fantastic job you do behind the scenes keeping everything going the way it is and uh and everybody at the radio station thank you john you. it's always a pleasure each okay. saturday to be with you well, thank you so much. Until next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car, change the oil. Change the oil. That's what you should do. And then wash your hands, too. Make sure you do that. Talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.